0: Sit down to listen to John McGlynn. Yo, who we trading, who we fading, who we getting off the squad? Now it's never overrated, playing for number one. And hey, yo, McGlynn is in, it's time to let the fun begin. It's the Commissioner Evaluation Podcast with John McGlynn. Hey, welcome to the Commissioner Evaluation Show. I am John McGlynn. You can find me on x at John johnmcglynn seventy five. Thank you, Charles Herman, aka Herm's NFL, for the X uh, for the intro song, and thank you, David Chavez, Chavez Sports by David at SBD tweets on X for the intro graphics. Happy New Year, everyone! How did your 2023 fantasy football season go? How refreshing is it not set waiver wire ads again? Is it is it not setting lineups sad or fantastic for you? Uh, we'll we'll talk about that today. Today we'll talk to a couple of my league mates of my Mighty Moline home leagues that won the ship. One of them, a repeat champ. So let's get to the show. Hey, I want to
1: bring up a bone of contention here. Aren't I a repeat champ, too?
0: <sighs> which, one, which one did you win last year?
1: The same league you won last year. We uh, split it.
0: Oh, shit. That's right. Okay, we got two repeat champs on there. <laughs> I forgot about that. All right, so we got two repeat champs. This works out better. <laughs> last year, the tomorrow handle. We got That's right. Me, you and, me right. and you split a league, and me and Joel split a league. That's right. Right. Uh, I have, we, I had a few friends over to watch the Cowboys game, had a nice New Year's Eve with my family and friends. New Year's day was all good. Watched football with my son, Steven, Johnny, my daughters Maggie and Katie, and my wife watched girl drama shows in the other room, but whatever it is, what it is. That's what, that's what <laughs> chicks do. But, uh, there was a fellow crusader from brother rice named Trey Pierce on Michigan's line, as well as the Michigan quarterback, JJ McCarthy was the Michigan, uh, the Michigan quarterback was, uh, from, oh God, I should have wrote it down. He's from uh, mm, mm, what's it? Not Naperville, but I—I'll uh, think of it when oh, I say he's it. From but Chicago? yeah, he's from uh, what's the what's the one that's in uh, Lagrange? The, the Catholic school in Lagrange. Lions? They went the last oh. couple of years. It starts with an it? N. It's not oh, no. Nazareth. He's from Nazareth. Oh. Yeah, so. But uh, yeah, we so we had something to root for. We had uh, kids that my he's right around my son Johnny's age. He plays for Nazareth, they, they, so we're rooting for him. We're rooting for Michigan to win the national championship. But uh, so let's get to our commissioner evaluation show for these two newbies. Uh, Sean, we had a uh, Queens Cobras drink last week, Christmas drink last week with all our boys we've known since first grade. But um, it was nice to get together instead of just fans football. We got to talk about life and uh, see each other again. <clears throat> What's yeah, going great. on with work, work, family, all that kind of stuff.
1: It was great catching up with all those guys. I haven't seen them in a while.
0: Everybody looks like they're doing good. Yes, Wendy, thanks for checking in. Happy New Year, John. Hi, hello, everyone. Thanks for checking in, Wendy. Much appreciated. Uh, yeah, it was nice. We had uh, about a Buddha, Brian. You know a couple guys from our league: uh, Buddha, Roach, uh, Tim, um, Tim Lennon, Tony Amato, uh Brian, or who was it? About eight or nine of us got together. Kind of guys we've known since first grade, kindergarten. Get together, just kind of uh, once a year. We know each other our whole life. Might as well have a couple of drinks together. Just you know, keep keep it real, keep it in person instead of uh, you know, the online stuff. People move away, you know. Some people it doesn't, you know. We're just kind of lucky to have good friends for a long time. So, yeah, it's amazing, especially with all our personalities. Yeah, I know. It's hard <laughs> enough to stay in fantasy football to get a little life together but but Sean Sean and I have been roommates or roommates have been league mates or partners in some fashion since the mid 90s. Sean, how much have you learned in the fantasy football world since the fat bug days of the Newman League? That was our
1: team name. John was the fat and I was the bug because of my last name.
0: Uh,
1: it was I don't know um basically I I've, I've learned most of my uh I learned everything from you. Um, back in the day, it, w- it was a lot easier. That's when we had to phone the lineups in and make sure that we got it in, uh, that the line was free before, uh five minutes before the game start. Um, if not, we had to run down the block to the commissioner's basement. Um, but it's come a long way. You introduced Dynasty to me only three years ago, I think. So I'm pretty much a newbie when it comes to that. But, yeah, I think it's been about 20 or so years that we've been
0: doing this. It's been but fun. I, I I have more and more fun every year, and uh, you know now, implementing my friends more and more in these leagues, and finding out that they're in you know different like Buddha. I didn't know Blacklaw was in Dynasty leagues. I didn't know Brian was in Fantasy football until a couple of years ago. I didn't know you know right. that uh, you know Buddha's been in my leagues with me for a while too, so I knew about that. But you know Amato and letting everybody else was in these leagues too, so it's cool having you know your childhood kids in these leagues. Yeah, um, totally. Now Sean and I both play a couple of leagues together. And including the one where Brian Farrell won back to back leagues. Brian, how about you? What's going on? Work, family, life, etc. How's everything going with you, man?
2: Yeah, pretty good. Uh, pretty similar type thing, actually. I've got a group of guys we've all been friends since kindergarten. Uh, we got together uh, a couple weeks back with all the families. Now we you know we all have kids and everything now, which is crazy, but good, always good to see them. Like you said, in person, catch up, grab a drink or two. Um, you know, and uh, I have a three and a half year old daughter now, and she's Growing like crazy, it's a whole nother job on top of the job on top of doing all the fancy football stuff I love too. So, it's great. My my greatest achievement as a, as a dad is that she loves football. Anytime football's on the TV, she always goes football and you know, daddy all right. and all that. So, it's great.
1: Cherish those moments, buddy. They go by quick.
2: Absolutely, yeah. It's Boy. it's crazy that she's three and a half already. It feels like yesterday she was born. <laughs>
1: so
0: fast. Three and a half. I my oldest. Keep-
1: is... That don't want anything to do with me
0: now. My oldest is 27. Yeah. So I you go figure. That's uh, I remember like these guys all came to my wife's room in the hospital or put their hands on my wife's stomach and were singing the Notre Dame fight song when Stephen was born. Like that was 27 <laughs> years ago. It was unbelievable how, uh, how time flies, man. Now I got a 22, 27, 22, 19 and, or 20 and, and, and 19, and 18. So it goes by that quick, man. Glad. yeah. Cherish it. Cherish yeah, it. Cherish know. it is right. Brian, what was more stressful, getting the first championship under your belt or winning two in a row?
2: Oh, definitely the second one. Uh The first one, uh, I, I had kind of started out the league in a rebuild. So it was, you know, kind of a little bit of pressure to dig myself out from just how much of a hole I started in. But there wasn't a lot of pressure really for me to win. But you know, backing it up, showing it wasn't a fluke. I got a commissioner telling me I'm a second-tier team the entire season. You know, so, uh, you know, whether that second one, was definitely a lot more stressful. He can get under your skin.
0: <laughs> he, he has a way of getting under your skin. Yes, that commissioner's a jerk. <laughs> Sean, I'm, I, me and you were in the league last year, and we both – I think it was one of those things where it was a DeMar-Hamlin game. And, you know, you, you, Sean, Brian, you were in the same situation with yeah. you and Vince last year. So it was me and Joe Galem and, and a different league, me and Sean, and then you and Vince all going for the championship. What, what was it? Do you think last year, like getting there, you know, and being in the championship game was stressful? Or do you think it was harder this year because you had already been a co-champ and then now you're trying for another championship game, trying to run it back? What was harder for you, doing it last year or this year was harder?
1: This year was much harder. Um, I mean, I, my record didn't show it, but last year I sort of wasn't expected to be in the championship. But this year, as I kept winning, um, in my league, Brian, I was undefeated like you were up until the last week. I yeah. lost and, uh, two for my first uh, loss. Um, so with that being said, I didn't want to be knocked out of the playoffs in the after my bye there. So I think uh, this year was a lot more stressful.
0: It's hilarious because I, I tease this guy, Danny Kellett, all year long in one of my other leagues. Sean's in this one also. I tease this guy and tease this guy and I was undefeated until the last week of the season and I'm like all right and this guy Danny Caleb beat me again and we, I called him like the last tier guy you know it's kind of it was I mean his <laughs> yeah. team's not not built for dynasty it's built for a redraft right now because he doesn't have any picks going on his team is kind of older but he was very it's actually his team kind of was impressive until like the end it. Of, you know? a lot
1: better than we thought yeah
0: yeah we all kind of said god this guy's team's terrible and I made fun of him, and sure enough, and then he, his only comment in the whole message board was "Stay humble." You know? <laughs> <laughs> and
1: Brian, yes. if you think uh John was giving you a hard time, man, he was giving this guy a real hard time.
0: Yeah, dynasty isn't for everyone. It's me. I'm everyone. Wendy. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It just takes a couple years. I think dynasty is. is it takes like a two or three year window to finally get adjusted to what's going on. From oh, if you're a redraft guy your whole life or a redraft girl your whole life, it's it's really. Because you start you, – you don't know how to, like, gauge people's – You know, at first I thought Dynasty was a five-year window. I'm looking at, I'm going to keep this guy on my roster forever. You know, I'm going to keep this guy. Right. Then you realize that it's really like just a two-way, two-year way two window. It's extended redraft. If you plan on having your guy happy and healthy and, and winning you championships more than two years, you, you really got to kind of have a really special player like a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen or Jamar Chase. And even then, these guys, you can see they get hurt. You know, like Jamar Chase was kind of – you know, one of your uh, thorns in your side all, all 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 season long. So even you have these top tier players, you're not guaranteed anything. So it's it, it's very nerve wracking sometimes. I just, how do you guys feel now? Because now you made the championship, you had nerve wracking setting lineups all week. Sean, we'll start with you. How does it feel to not have to set a lineup this week?
1: Um, I'm sort of bummed. I really I really got into it uh, after I started winning, and you know when I was like you know six and zero or whatever. Then I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to lose at some point. And then that didn't happen. And I was just trying to make the right call every week. So I was enjoying that. Um, Now I got to find like another hobby
0: for a little while. Brian, how about you? Same, yeah.
2: I mean, especially when you're having good seasons, right? It's uh, certainly my wife's going to be happy that I'm not going to be on the phone as much. I mean, it's dynasty, right? It's it's you know three sixty five, so we're still going to be wheeling and dealing. But uh, no, definitely at least coming off the high right now, I'm definitely going to miss it at least until uh, I do fantasy baseball. I'm a big baseball guy as well, so got a couple months here before that starts ramping up.
0: I'm in fantasy hockey, so that just I just got in. This is the first year I got into a league with. My uh, regular co-host Justin Taylor,
2: mm-hmm. and he
0: does a fancy hockey dynasty league, which was you know it's like ten years going. And I, I had one for a couple years, and it kind of fell apart. So I was itching to get back into one. I finally got one this year, and I, you know I'm like, yes. So Joe, my neighbor Joe across the street from me, Joe Castleman, he was just texting me a couple minutes ago. You want to go watch the Blackhawks game? I'm like, shit, I got a show tonight. But it's a nice transition from starting like you know whatever you're in three, five, seven, nine, twenty-seven, three hundred lineups. It's a great transition. If you're in fantasy basketball, which I, I'm, I'm not really a basketball guy, I grew up watching the Bulls all six championships. Basketball will never be the same from what I grew up with. So I can't watch it anymore because I can't. I'm never going to see the Michael Jordan Bulls again. It just doesn't right. do it for me anymore. I've seen all Blackhawks championships, but they were never, you know, they had a couple dominant seasons. They won, they lost, they won, they lost, they won again. But it wasn't like the Jordan years. I'll never see basketball or anything like the Jordan years I grew up with. So it's a. Uh, uh, fantasy hockey is a great buffer because now you only set one lineup. And if you've never played fantasy hockey before halftime, you only got three guys out of a nine-man roster even playing. There's nobody playing that day. There's only two teams going. So right. it, there's no stress whatsoever. You go there, you pick your favorite players, you set a lineup. It is what it is. It takes two seconds. But at least you're still getting on the phone, setting a lineup. It's kind of like the, uh, like you're going to rehab kind of thing, you know, for fantasy <laughs> football shit, you know. <laughs>
2: Baseball's like the opposite of that because it's it's every game's every day, right? I mean every once in a while there's a Monday off or a Thursday off, but you got full lineups, everybody's always playing like you're checking that thing multiple times daily. Yeah. Sean, yeah. <laughs> you're a baseball guy, right? Did you ever
0: play fantasy baseball?
1: No, I've never played fantasy hockey or baseball. And uh I I don't know if I'd be interested. Uh I definitely got addicted to football, but I don't know about those.
0: You will not be addicted to fantasy baseball because it's the worst thing ever in the history of sports. you got to check <laughs> I, every day, 17 times a day, there's relievers, <laughs> there's closures, there's – yeah. it's so bad. It's like fantasy football. If you had to start like 174 people every day, it's like this is ridiculous. I'm it's terrible. So I don't think like-
2: – IDP on steroids if you're literally like swapping out defensive players and stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have my Hawks tickets for the Chelios retire- number retirement ceremony. Awesome, Wendy that's wow. uh, super cool that's that is really cool it was a great blackhawk for a long time hold number seven absolutely That's great yes so uh um uh, let's get to the next one let's tell me about throwing in the towel to start your initial season Brian and then yeah. loading up process to get get your to hit your goal in a couple of seasons so I'll tell you the backstory about Brian like when he first got in this league he kind of just said hey I'm going to go for the future, kept a couple decent players, but for the most part, it was picks and picks and picks. And we're all like, what the hell are you doing? He had no running back. He had like one good wide receiver. He's trained for, training for rookie wide receivers. And we're like, man, what is this guy? What's wrong with this dude, man? <laughs> Who likes to lose like this? You know, like this. And now all of a sudden his team's a powerhouse. So to walk walk everybody through that that situation where, uh, where you just kind of throw in the towel and start from scratch from from –
2: yeah, I'm I'm a firm believer, you know, anything worth doing's worth doing right, right? You know, don't half ass it. So, uh, when we did the startup in 2019, I traded away my first two the the first round pick, second round pick in the startup. I I think I traded away like four and five too. Like I no, I had my third and fourth round pick, but then like my third pick in the startup wasn't till
0: like the eighth round.
2: Traded away like a whole bunch of startup picks. I came out of that rookie draft with six 2020 first round rookie picks. Um, okay. And then just kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and 2020 was a good draft. I came out of that draft with Joe Burrow, Tua, uh, with C D Lamb. I made a couple of trades, so I didn't make all six picks. Um, but uh, quite quite a few guys out of that draft became, uh, you know, benchmark guys for me. And then, yeah, like you said, you know, I, I had guys who I knew I wanted to be cornerstones. Um, but then if I had a guy who was blowing up that I didn't believe in or, you know, I, I thought it was – more of a fluke, wasn't going to be like a long-term cornerstone. I, I tried swapping them out for first two. Um, so the startup was 2019. I went 0-13 that year. Um, but across 2019, 2020 – well, no, no rookie picks 2019. So 2020, 2021, and 2022, the first three rookie drafts that we had, I, at various points, had 16 different first-round picks. So wow. – I ended up trading a lot of them actually. I didn't make a whole bunch of picks, but yeah, that pretty much got me to um, you know, after going oh thirteen in twenty nineteen and two and eleven in twenty twenty, I'm the repeat champ in twenty-two and twenty-three. So sweet.
0: What was your whole right, strategy, Roach?
1: Uh hold on. I got a question for Brian. Are you a believer in uh just trading the picks for players instead of drafting uh players?
2: Yeah, I I will absolutely take the the proven player over the pick. And that's where, like, so I at one point had seven of the 2022 first round rookie picks. Uh, Didn't make a single first round pick in the 2022 draft. I traded all those guys for players. I turned seven 2022 rookie firsts into CMC, Kyler Murray, um, DeAndre Swift, TJ Hawkinson, and a couple other guys as well.
1: I agree. Yeah. But that's what I do, too, and I'm trying to do it in another league currently where I have three number ones and three seconds that I'd rather get proven players for than actually have to make the picks.
0: Yeah. This is, uh, most uh, as you guys know, in my home leagues, uh, waiver wires are open until after the NFL Super Bowl, one week after the NFL Super Bowl, but trades are 24-7, 365. That's You guys aren't on Twitter too much, but on Twitter, they, there's been people saying all the time, you should leave uh, waiver wires open all year long. People want to, want to close trades during the playoffs. I, the way I see it, <coughs> some of the best deals in these leagues are made during the playoffs. When somebody, when you got someone by the short and curlies, and you know they got to win, and they're in the playoffs, man, they're they're handing you everything. They're giving you a first and a second for a you know above average player just to win a championship. Because if you win first place, both, prize pays for the next both eight of years. Us
1: are just doing that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's how I think. That's how we both won. That's how you. Yeah. That's the only way to win. And what good is a what good is a first round pick right now when you're one game away from the championship? Absolutely. And you sound <laughs> when when you're gonna you, if you win the championship, it pays for the next eight years. You know that's kind of how it works.
2: You know? can't take for granted that you're you're gonna be back there. And yeah, I I love trading. To me, I mean, I love to win. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's almost more fun to to be trading and wheeling and dealing, putting the team together
0: than it is to to win. Joe, Joe Castleman jumps out here and says, damn, sounds like Brian likes trading more than John, which is saying a lot, saying something, LOL.
1: <laughs>
0: so I don't think anybody likes trading more than me, but I know who doesn't like to trade. It's Joe Castleman. Yeah. He doesn't like to trade with anybody. <laughs> Brian, if you were in this league with Joe Castleman, he gets it. You could send him like, you know, a fourth round pick, you know, if to him and you huh. give him like, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he still turn it down. It doesn't matter. Like the guy does, he hates. He just hates trading. I think you know, like <laughs> Unless, he's one of those guys. I'll go Bears players. Unless you, yeah, he's got the entire Bears team. He's got command. There you go. So he's Another the con,
2: he's the Conrad of the league. If you <laughs> offer him a Bears yeah. player,
0: he's all that, over it. Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised at what Conrad did this year with his team. That that was surprising to see him. Yeah,
1: there. me too. Because I was right behind him points wise to try and get in the playoffs, and yeah, he did a great job.
2: I think he's going to be even better next year, too. He's got a lot of young guys. He's got another lottery pick. I I think he'll be pretty good next year. (laughs) Joe said
1: lies all lies.
0: Lies all lies. (laughs) He knows the truth. You know, we know the truth. We don't
1: uh, um, got to. So. I totally agree because I feel like I'm of the opinion, and I think I maybe learned some of it from John was, I don't care about my draft picks. I'd rather have the players because I feel like at any point you can always trade your players to get picks if that's what you want. Yeah.
0: There's always somebody who's rebuilding. There's always somebody who's going for win now. And there's always four people in the middle. Two of the four think they're going to winning, they're on the winning side. And two of the four think, man, it's time to throw the towel in. So there's a lot of options. There's a lot of options in every league. If you're one of the top guys, man, there's no reason to have picks. If you're one of the bottom guys, you want to go after those picks. And then, like I said, the other four guys, There's someone in the middle. You could talk them into whatever you want to, or you they could talk you into something else too. So it's everything's different, but they're all pretty much the same. You know, there's never twelve guys going for it. There's never you know twelve guys completely rebuilding. So it works out for everybody to have a trade deadline in the playoffs. Really, I guess here's the other thing too, guys, is that I think a lot of people play on online leagues where they don't get to see their league opponents a lot. They don't get to talk to in person. They don't get to sit and have rookie drafts or you know draft lottery stuff like that. So if you're playing with somebody who's from England or somebody, it's, maybe they don't have the same like how uh, these continuities maybe the home leagues do. Maybe that's maybe that's I don't know if that's too strong of a word or whatever. But it, it, it's a little bit more trusting, I think, for people who play in, in home leagues to you know make these deals or you're not worry about draft picks in the future or not worry about having to pay for league fees ahead of time because you traded you know 25 picks away or whatever the deal may be. Whatever it is, what it is. It's. It, I think we. It's a. It's a nice luxury to play in home leagues, and everybody's in home leagues. And there's nothing wrong with online leagues either, but I just think the continuity is a little bit better when you're playing with a bunch of friends and 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 really good people, you know. So.
1: Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I think you can go out drinking with them people because uh, depends on who can handle their liquor better. You might be able to get a nice <laughs> out of something.
0: Yeah. So uh, Brian, what's the plan either are you going to stay the course here or, the, or until the wheels fall off or you're going to start a rebuild now or what's, what's the story now when you win back-to-back championships?
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely all in, especially after my team just got obliterated by injuries um, during the playoffs. I, I wasn't fully expecting to go as all in as I ended up having to do, but uh, I, as, as, old as I am in certain places, like I have McCaffrey, I have Tyreek, I have Keenan Allen, who I think all of those guys still have another good year in them, if not two uh, and then guys like uh, Hopkins. I mean, I've, I've got Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase and CD lamb. I think that core right there alone will keep me competitive for the next, you know, three to five years, depending. And, and then I have other young guys, like I still have Tua, um, you know, who's, you know, probably not a, a, a surefire QB one, but when you factor in the the points I'm getting from all the guys I already mentioned, he, he's not bad. I've got other guys like Bryce young and uh, I still have Swift. I have Charbonnet you know, for the, uh, a bunch of guys that I think this team at least has a, another year or two in it before I have to worry about that. And even though I traded away all my 24 and 25 picks, two more years gets me to 26 when I have my full picks. So hopefully it won't be an issue for me.
1: Yeah. So you, you're
2: out of 25s, Brian? Yeah, that was – so, like I mentioned, I had all the injuries. That was the big trade I made with Vince uh, the second week of the playoffs to get Tyree right. Cole from him. I gave away pretty much all the – I gave him – there was a lot more in it. It wasn't just the two firsts plus the other I, people. I two right it again. Up, but I gave him two firsts plus for – Tyreek plus yeah
0: <laughs> that worked out crazy because he was trying to sell Tyreek for a couple weeks before that like hey just getting kind of getting feelers and then when he got knocked out in the first round which was also a surprise yeah and he yeah. couldn't you know he couldn't wait to find a taker so it worked yeah out and then I know.
2: lose I lose Keenan Allen and Jamar Chase and all of a sudden it's like oh shit I need a another wide receiver here so yeah <laughs> John, and he, before,
1: uh, when you stepped away before we came on uh, Brian and I were talking and both of our teams, there were a lot of players that overlapped where he lost Keenan Allen, Mostert, uh, Jamar Chase in the playoffs. I had them all on my team as well. And like what Brian did, um, I I was hoping that I could ride out my team because um, aside from them, I have uh, Derrick Henry and uh, Stroud, Nico Collins, uh, Andrews, who also got hurt, Cooper Cup. Um, I forget who else, but uh, I was hoping that I could keep it intact for next year and keep my 2025s. But, like, same thing that happened with Brian, I had to start making some deals. So I gave up at least my 2025 first. I think I still have my second. But uh, so it's not as bare, but it's close.
0: When does the Sean, when does the win at all cost feeling kick in? Like, where, what, what point of season were you like, hey, man, this is it? Like, I'm not. I don't care about my draft picks anymore. I got something special here. It's just kind of working. Like, where did you feel that in this season? Like, especially, like, uh, already winning once, coming back again, ready to go. Like, um, I don't care. I, w- I want to win now. What do I do? What do I do? Like, how do I make this happen? I mean, I guess from the get-go, I was all in
1: because of my players' age. Like I said, I had Derrick Henry. I got Keenan Allen. I got Cooper Cup, um, Mostert. Like, all those guys maybe have a year left. I don't even know. I was trying to get whatever I could out of them this year. Um, but it really kicked in when we had the similar injuries, uh, as Brian mentioned, in the playoffs when I started to drop with guys like Jamar Chase and other guys. And that's when I was like, all right, I got to. And I traded Chase for uh, CD Lamb, which really helped me out um, the last two weeks of the playoffs.
0: Yeah, Kyle August was in our garage last week. And he's a huge Cowboys fan. He was just the other day, him and Nick and a couple other guys.
1: That after, uh, after he traded him to me, I had no idea.
0: Oh, yeah. he's a human. He came to my house last week. And he had Cowboys hat on, Cowboys shirt on, the jersey, the, the whole thing. And I'm like, dude, how did you trade away CeeDee Lamb? He goes, well, for Jamar Chase. I mean, it had to be done. He goes, I wasn't winning anything. I like CeeDee Lamb, and I think Jamar Chase is just a little bit of a more special talent. So I kind of feel like it was a little bit of an upgrade. And I'm like, all right, well, I, I mean, I get it. I, I To me – they're all like almost in the same tier now. I think if you took anyone like Brian, you were saying before, all three of those guys, you can if you shook them around and one fell out, that would be the you know number one, number two, and number three. It would really wouldn't matter. They're all in the same tier as I'm concerned, you know. Especially with you know Dak using him as primary target, almost every target. Those guys are all getting a majority of the looks on offense. So, and good offenses with great quarterbacks. So it yeah, is what but- it is.
1: Believe me, I didn't want to uh, trade Chase. Um, I had offers before that, but once he got hurt, I felt like I had to. And I know might have been a step down to CD Lamb, but I don't even care because he yeah. won the championship. He he yeah. did. He's basically right there with him. And it's funny you mentioned Dak. I was trying to get Dak from him all week. I was even offering. I think Stroud. No, no, I don't think I offered Stroud, but I was offering. Um, uh who's the uh the uh golf? I was yeah. offering yeah. golf and maybe like a first or golf in a second. I I I thought the connection with Dak and C D Lamb would be nice for those two games.
0: I think Kyle would just have a heart attack if he traded away both of his cowboy starters on the <laughs> <Yeah>. same team. <laughs> what was your favorite trade of the year? Sean will start with you. Do you remember your favorite trade of the year like you did? Like it was like yes, I like. The one that maybe hit the most that made felt like you made a gr- biggest difference on your team.
1: Um, I think you know,
0: obviously the CD Lamb was huge for me because
1: it won me the championship, basically, or won me the week before to get me in the championship. Um, but earlier in the season, I got Nico Collins, and I can't remember um, what I traded for him, but it was sort of before he exploded. And uh, later in the season, I got Stroud, so having that connection was really nice. It's a nice stack,
0: <laughs> Brian. How about you?
1: Yeah, they're young.
0: Yeah,
2: I didn't. So it's funny. I did a lot of my trades towards the end of the season, um, and they were more as you know, I had lost like six or seven of my starters <laughs> trying to stay competitive. So I don't know if I made any of my favorite trades overall that I've done in the league this year, but probably the one that just worked out the best for me um, was I traded for uh, Will Levis like right before he took over as a starter, I gave up a, a second to get him. Uh, and then after he blew up after his first two good games, I then flipped him um, with a couple other pieces for a first, a second and scary Terry. So pretty good uh, return on investment there. Um, and then because I had those extra first and seconds and uh, an extra receiver and Terry, again, I've already listed the majority of my other receivers, pretty loaded there. That was a big part of what I was able to then flip for uh Tyreek Hill when I needed him in in the playoffs after all my injuries so
0: so Brian we'll start with you how do you feel how do you see yourself going forward with like no draft picks for the next couple years kind of like that I, I know you got a good core of a team but if injuries start happening again yeah what do you do
2: well that'll definitely be you know kind of play case by case right you know I was looking uh starting to look ahead to things um you know I look at a lot of things but you know just because it was uh Worked out well for me. I saw Matthew Barry's way too early 2024 for next year and his top five guys are McCaffrey, Tyreek, you know, Jefferson, Chase and Lamb. And I'm like, hey, I have all those guys, you know, mm-hmm. right. So hopefully next year should be pretty well. But yeah, that's the kind of thing. Um, if If I get just massacred by injuries like I did towards the end of the year again, if it's more towards the beginning of the year. Maybe I try to flip some of those older guys, like Keenan, like Hopkins, like uh, Tyreek, like uh, maybe McCaffrey, depending on how things are going, um, and and just keep the the ship going. But, yeah, like I said, with that core I have of those top three receivers and then some of the other young pieces I have, I think I'll be all right the next two years until I have picks again. But major knock on wood for that. (laughs) Sean, how about yourself?
1: Brian, I think like – I. We probably are in the same boat, but since we've won or at least I split uh, last year's and then won this one, I feel like the pressure is off. So like we can just enjoy our team and we don't have to like worry about the future as much. We already got those in our pocket and all the league fees paid for. Um, I don't know what I would do if the wheels fell off because I'm in a similar boat to Brian where I don't have many picks for the 20. I don't have any for the 24 and uh, just a few, I think, for the 25 year. Um, so I guess it would all depend, like he said, case by case on who, you know, dropped because I got a mix of really old guys and then some young and up and coming guys. So I think it'd be a, a fun goal this year to really like hit the waiver ri- wire and try and find like this year's Puka or Kyron Williams, uh, those big steals to add to my team to, to get the cheap, uh, the cheap
0: guy that
1: uh, pans out.
0: Yeah, it this is the uh the league that Sean has in uh it's in three one two dynasty, which he had just won. So he's got Stroud, Derrick Henry, uh Brian Robinson, CeeDee Lamb, uh Cooper Cup, Nico Collins, who I tried trading for like the for like two weeks before he we finally blew up. I'm like, hey, what? And he didn't trade him. And I'm like, God, now it's over. Like once these guys have these monster weeks, like you're done. You're not you're never you're never getting them, you know? Yeah. He's got Isaiah Likely, Evan Ingram, which who had a surprisingly well year this year. Yeah. Brandon Cooks, another I traded Sean a fourth for Brandon Cooks earlier in the season. Uh then he's got Jared Goff and then his backups, Mason Rudolph, yeah. Jacoby Brissett, uh, it's Jared Sitham, Jameis Winston, who he won't he just dangles over my face every time Winston starts, you know <laughs> Everybody knows I love James. You say
2: comes to worst, Roach. You can always uh, flip Winston to to (laughs) John. He'll give you
0: something. Yeah. Mr. Trubisky, Kenny Pickett. uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Kenny Pickett next year. I I, I don't know what they're going to do. But Jake Browning. I I was listening to a podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, and the guy had said that the new cool thing now is to have like 10 or 12 quarterbacks in your team, have more quarterbacks than running backs, which I'm like uh, kind of scratching my head on that. But that's kind of the new thing now is to have – a lot more quarterbacks because then when they have a good week, you you know, you trade them away to somebody else who needs a quarterback and then keep, and I'm like, well, how do you keep 12 quarterbacks? Your team You keep trading away every time they have a good week. But that seems to be the, the new cool thing now is to have more running backs, running backs and then quarterbacks. And then only have like six quality wide receivers and then like two tight ends. And that's on a 30 man roster. That's pretty much like the new, the new build.
1: If you got the wide receivers, Brian's got, yeah, you could definitely.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then, Sean, you got Najee Harris in the backup role, Amari Demarcado, Samaje P. Ryan, Raheem Mostert, Rashad Penny, uh, Deonta Foreman, mm-hmm. and uh, Noah Brown, Josh Palmer. I like you got Josh Palmer, nice future there, hopefully. Kevin yeah, Pop- Allen.
1: Carter, or possible number one soon.
0: Yeah. Uh, Darnell Mooney, uh, Darius Davis, Ta- Tanner Hudson, Gerald Everett, and he fills up his IR like I do every time. I don't make sure that I don't have any spots. <laughs> He's got even if you, don't, who, you know who never know what these guys are gonna pop out. So he's got Emmanuel yeah. Wilson, Mark Andrews. Cut him. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't cut him. Yeah, put him on IR if you can. Emmanuel mm-hmm. Wilson. He's got Mark Andrews on the IR, which you know that kind of sucked. Russell Gage, Ashton Julian. Uh, he's one of the uh, favorites of the player player profile site. Uh, Salman Ahmed and Hassan Haskins, which you know he's still an IR even though he's he's healthy, but they just you know they he's on IR for whatever reason. You know they keep him on there for away from the team, but. That was a really good uh, you know, combination of, of players uh, for that for your team, Sean. And then just to go over uh, Brian's team here because it's, it's here we go, Brian. Here's your team. So you got two as your start, your quarterback, and then McCaffrey and Swift are your running backs. Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, and CeeDee Lamb are your wide receivers. Evan Ingram, Dallas Goddard, Chuba Hubbard, and Gardner Minshew was your final roster for the last week, or you know yeah. what it is right now. Uh, but he's the rest of his players on his bench. He's got Russell Wilson. Uh, he may go find a new home next year. Sam Darnold, which I, I love at Sam Darnold, he might even start this week. He, he, he's, still, he's still young. He's still like 25 years old. He might have a chance yeah. to show somewhere else. Malik Willis, Bryce Young, young quarterback. And then uh, Cedric Brooks, uh, Raheem Mostert, Dalvin Cook, who might be doing a different team. It sounds like they cut him today. Yeah. Uh, Deonta Foreman, Miles Sanders. Elijah Mitchell always a great backup right there anybody on the San Francisco backfield Jerome Ford one of my favorites coming out of the draft a lot of people didn't like him I love Jerome Ford Zach Charbonnet I like I like Zach Charbonnet a lot of these guys I try trading for you for you every week and you know I never get DeAndre Hopkins Keenan Allen those are the older studs right there Jerry Judy had a good week last week Jamar Chase obviously you know you know you don't have to say anything about Jamar Chase John Mechie uh, I expect John mentioned at some point in time, have a decent season somewhere because I he was a so. yeah. highly titled prospect coming out. And then he had that cancer. He had to sit a whole year. Didn't really make it up this year, but
1: yeah. Hunter Henry, this so, year.
0: Yeah. I thought this year too, but, uh, you know, they had a lot of players kind of stepped up in, in Houston's uh, wide receiver core. So it was nice to see all these young players picking up Hunter Henry, Mike Isecki, Noah Fant, uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton. And who the hell is, uh, Quentin Tarantino over here. Who's this guy? <laughs>
2: he's a backup tight end there in Houston. He's what second year in the league. I think uh, he's more of a blocking tight end, but again, like you saw, i obviously Brevin Jordan was another guy. I actually traded Brevin Jordan for Gardner Minshew when I started having some QB issues. Good trade. Um,
1: Great year.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, it, it helped. Cause like you saw, I, I had to play Minshew in the final. Cause all of a sudden Russ apparently doesn't have a starting job with Denver anymore. But, uh, yeah, you, you start looking, and Stroud looks really good. You know, anytime you can tie a, a, a player, like you said, I can just stash him on the IR, and, you know, he's a, maybe a, a Schultz injury away from getting more playing
0: time when he's off the IR next year, catching passes from Stroud. Who knows? So what are your – Sean, we'll start with you. What do you think your next moves are? I mean, obviously you just can't sit back at Dynasty and not make any moves, something like that. What do you think that – you need to do as your team to solidify. You need more to you get a couple more wide receivers. You need a stronger tight end. You need guys to stay healthy, somebody to come back in time, uh, upgrade your quarterback position. Like, what do you think you need to do to your team to make it uh, where you, where you want to be?
1: So, um, Brian, I don't, you, you, you're not aware of the trade I made, but uh, I th- who I traded my first round pick in 25 for the last week for the championship was Ingram and Najee Harris. Um, I'm the biggest Najee fan, and he ended ended up exploding, and I I didn't play him. He was on my bench. (laughs) Um, So, basically, before that trade, I would have said, John, that I need more younger running backs because I only got B-Rob as my younger running back with Mostert and uh, Derrick Henry. I don't know how Derrick Henry is going to be next year. Mostert might be able to run it back, but, of course, he's not going to get 21 touchdowns or whatever he Mm -hmm. got this year. Um, so I would say definitely the weakest I think I am is in my running back room because my receivers I got a good mix of old and young. Same with my quarterbacks and my tight end I've got um, Andrews and because of that late uh, trade in the playoffs I've got Ingram too. So feel pretty good about that combo.
0: Yeah, and Ingram's going to be on the team for the next couple of years. He signed a three-year contract I believe. So yeah. you should be good there for a minute uh, as being one of the favorite targets of Trevor Lawrence when he's healthy but uh, uh that's a uh, being being short at running back is probably the best place to be short at because it's the easiest position to refill as we saw this year I mean I don't know how many running backs went down how many guys just took jobs over it, it was crazy how, and then you see towards the end of the year now guys like Tony Power just kind of fell off the face of the earth and they were you know the the the, the cats pajamas when the season started even Austin Eckler look what you know what his what he did last year compared yeah. to this year and then right. his contracts up now this year so
1: and John, that's uh that's my goal actually. I I care about every other position more than I do running backs for that reason.
0: Yeah, I'd never been a. Uh, I guess when I started out and I was in redraft, it was it was more of a running back thing because it's more of a horse race. But in dynasty, you realize real fast that running backs are just you know they're just placeholders for until the next man up, which usually the next man up comes up sooner than later. So uh, well, handcuffs.
1: I feel like that position has changed in the last couple of years. I would say about four or five years ago, it was more just one stud per team, and now there's a lot more like two room, three or three, two running back rooms or three running back rooms. So it's sort of hard to, to depend on you know just one stud each. Or...
0: Yeah, it's it's yeah. almost like teams are not afraid to tip their hand anymore because they have an early down back, a goal line back, a pass catching back, a pass blocking back, and there's not so much one man does everything anymore. You know, there's no, there's no more Walter Paytons in the league that have three, their three down set. There's no more, you know, I'm dating myself here. Cause a lot of people don't even, you know, they know who Walter Payton is, but they probably not saw him play, but there's not too many players out there anymore that, that, that could do everything well. And on top of that, it's all about money. They don't want to pay one guy $15 million or $19 million or $25 million, whatever it may be for its running back. And then that's your entire franchise he's a three-down player but as soon as he gets hurt you see with Saquon Barkley and guys like that that come in you know, the, the, the Giants they're probably gonna let him go this year you never know what's gonna happen they're rebuilding there's no reason to have a running back like Saquon on a team like on the Giants that's that's just falling apart so and he signed that one-year deal he might have said hey man don't put anything on my claws I'm not, I don't want I don't want I'm mm-hmm. not coming back you know <laughs> you can't franchise at me again we do whatever I'll play this year but that's it and the Giants are not the same without him on the field he's still an electric player I'll trade for him anywhere but you know the teams just don't want to have that. They you'd like to have, you know, two million dollars, two million dollars, two million dollars, two million dollars. You know, even less than that in most cases on these backup roles for players. And just kind of, hey, he got hurt. Okay, you're making seven hundred fifty thousand league minimum. You're gonna play the first. You're gonna play the early down back too. That's it's just so easy to pick up running backs now than it is. I mean, guys like you know Benjamin were like a thing for a couple of weeks. You know, it's it, those guys you, you can pick up for literally less than a dollar on a waiver wire midway through the season because you know they're, they're sitting out there a mary mercados. you know Yeah, that's, it's,
1: Jeffrey's an anomaly
2: yeah, yeah exactly yeah, as i said i started playing fantasy football i think in like 05 um when i was in high school uh, i think it was like 14 15 at the time and i just i always remember my very first uh, it was obviously a redraft league Very first league I ever played in, I had Sean Alexander and with Damian Tomlinson as my running backs. And that was like the year both of them had their greatest years. Like I think that was LT's 31 touchdown year or whatever. I was like, fantasy football is easy. Just get two stud running backs and that's all you got to do. Yeah, it's changed a little bit since then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When I first came in, John and I were more into like stocking up on those types of running backs. And then I noticed a change and I started uh, changing my aspect.
0: Yeah, that's uh, it has changed a lot. I, I, I got lucky, I started looking at these players, and I, I you never know. I mean, people make fun of me all the time for it because I send these terrible trades out, which I don't think are terrible, you know. But but that's just me. that's what's even uh, funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sent out uh, I got Trey McBride in like three leagues this year because I send out like I find out who people like. And-
2: I was so pissed at you for that in our league. I wanted McBride, I was trying to get him too, and you took him. Right before I got him, or I, I don't, don't know. know who got him, but you got him. I was pissed.
0: <laughs> I got traded a fourth round pick and something like another. Oh, you traded Donald Kari Kari. Kari. Yeah. Yeah. For Trayvon Pride. Another league I traded for Ash. I wasn't an Ash and Doolin. Who's the other receiver on the uh, Colts? Um, yeah. Uh,
2: Pierce Alec Pierce, yeah,
0: Alec Pierce to oh, so Justin Taylor because he's a huge Alec Pierce fan. And I'm like, and Alec Pierce is probably going to be pretty good next year with a quarterback that could throw deep, Big arm, but yeah. he traded Alec Pierce for Trey McBride right straight up, and or, you know, kind of something like that. Or a, a trade, a third, and um, Alec Pierce for uh, McBride and a fourth or something, like an early fourth and a late third transaction right next to each other. But I was like, yes, yeah, so yeah, yeah, this guy, his trades are terrible, he's still lying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Joe's going to be on here one day and I'm going to make fun of him the whole time, but he's got a lot more to make fun of me about because, you know, he tells the truth and I don't. You,
1: you got to have Joe on here and ask him those questions about like, because he usually drafts pretty well and that's why he doesn't do any trades. But if he has to trade, I I, I wonder how that's going to work out. Like I haven't seen it from him.
0: I You know what? I'll tell you what. He's one of those guys. He's, he's a, uh, he sits back and he drafts and he just, you know, but I, I got, you got to give it to him. The guy dressed pretty well. So, no, definitely
1: much more patient.
0: I came <laughs> close this year. He did. I thought Joe was going to be in a championship for sure this yeah. year. I mean, yeah.
1: He came on strong. He was making me nervous.
0: So, I've been in leagues with Joe for, I don't know, probably 10 years now, maybe something like that, whatever. And Joe's never won a championship. So, we had this neighborhood league. Draft.
1: Oh, okay, really?
0: He's never. He's, he's always coming like second place or third place or something like that. We had this wow. neighborhood draft where nobody even said there was fourteen teams. Super flex, ter- You know, like all the kids and the couple of neighbors who don't even check that. You know, there's four people on IR in their lineup. You know, so. Uh, Joe's team got better because he kept hitting the waiver wire and paying attention. Nobody else did. The label waiver wire was terrible. It 14 teams, like 25-man oh, yeah. roster. Oh, in the
2: 14-team league. Yeah, it's nothing.
0: Yeah. It was nothing, <laughs> even the auto draft. So I picked up right from the get-go. I got Kyler Murray and Jonathan Taylor because they were on IR when the season started. So uh, it was it was fun because Joe kept hitting the waiver wire, hitting the waiver wire. And he ended up beating me last week. And I'm like, son of a bitch. And then he beat my son Johnny in the championship. Joe was up by like 54 points or something like that going into the Sunday night game. Uh, and then Johnny had come back all the way to the very last. He was, I think Joe won by like 0. 0.3 points oh, like because wow. they pulled out they pulled out Jordan love in like the last two minutes of the game. He's like, no, <laughs> but Joe wow. won his first championship, but it didn't pay anything. And the league sucks. So too bad. Joe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's brutal.
0: Yeah. So congrats, congrats by from Fantrax. Congrats. Congrats. Brian, huge Roach fan. Let's fucking let's go. Nick Scripps says, uh, "Good job, both of hey, you." Guys. That's that's uh, Nick. Cool, thank you. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, thanks, buddy.
0: Yeah, buddy. So, yeah, these guys did it, definitely. Roach, I'm I'm super happy at how far you've come along since uh redraft these. You know, it's I mean, not that I'm anything to say like you know uh, to gauge your your your, you know your your progress in any kind of fantasy football space, but you know you you've come an absolutely absolutely long way, especially you had a little bit of a uh, a layoff because of uh, my brother Andy being a jerk, but uh, playing with my brothers is a whole different story. That they, they kind of ruin fantasy football for anyone. said. So.
1: well, I appreciate it. It's been a lot of uh, a lot of help from you, um, Brian. My first uh, fantasy league, we're in, still in the league. It was only I think two, three years ago is when I got in the dynasty, and mm-hmm. I did um, Mahomes and uh, Justin Jefferson. And that was before anybody sort of knew who Justin Jefferson was. So yeah. I got in the, the middle of the draft. By the end of the season, I had traded Mahomes and Jefferson. And I still regret it to this day. I'm, that's the league where I have all the first round picks. And I'm like totally um, rebuilding right now.
2: I still, uh, that's that's absolutely brutal, as I say, uh, in this league. And uh, it was the first year, so uh, you, you weren't here yet. Uh, John probably knows where I'm going. I still to the I think it's the worst trade I've ever seen in, in fantasy, and I made it. Uh, this was my first Superflex league, so I was still kind of getting used to values with Superflex and stuff. It was after we had done the startup draft, again, in 20, back in 2019. Um, I was big on Rashad Penny. I thought he was going to break out and be huge for Seattle, and Josh Allen had just had an absolutely awful rookie season in Buffalo, so I traded away Josh oh. Allen. For Rashad Penny,
1: oh, straight up, damn, yeah,
2: yeah. There were a couple other little pieces on each side, but but that it was essentially Josh Allen for Rashad Penny before the 2019 season started. That that one didn't age too well for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> really, we all had those those trades that you <laughs> traded. You know, and it turns out like, oh my God, I'd be I would still be cashing in championships year after year if I didn't trade away blank for blank. You know, that's just that's yeah. just the way it is. It's that's the fun thing about <laughs> dynasty. I redraft, I, you can kind of like. You know, let it go, re- reshuffle the deck and start again from scratch. But in Dynasty, you just watch your opponents, you stick it up your ass with it, because they got your guy that you trade away for peanuts, yeah. you know.
1: So But I guess that's a learning experience, you know. I mean, all three of us, I think, are pretty massive traders in our league. So uh, you know, at least we can come out of it where some other guys that don't trade, if they make that deal, that's pretty rough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Joe says, I love Penny Thanks, too. I don't Joe, blame you. That.
1: I love <laughs> Penny got
0: him in two leagues. <laughs> yeah, he's still in a lot of rosters, too. Yeah, same the thing. I, was yeah. like, I
2: think you still have Penny in, in the
0: Brainiacs League, right? And like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that's a, You know what? You, the thing. I always say all the time, I don't want to win with a team I absolutely hate, you know, guys I can't right. stand or don't like. I want to win with guys who are good and I, I'm fans of. You know, I, I I was a Dolphins fan my whole life. I don't like Tua. I'm not a big Tua fan. Um, I'm coming so, around to Justin Fields right. now. I can't stand Tua. I think he's terrible. The last couple weeks have shown how bad he is because it, when a team is up, when they start winning, like they just know all these trick plays and gimmick plays that get to, to run the score up. As soon as they fall behind and defense is kind of sharpening their teeth a little bit and blitz Tua, he is turns into a, like, a, I don't know what, the, I don't know what he, but if you ever notice, as soon as they fall behind, that team is done for. Like they start crying in the corner like a bunch of babies. When they're ahead, they just keep rubbing it in, rubbing it in. Look at us. Look how good we are. I, I don't like the men. I don't like the, I, two is not the quarterback. The guy, if you watch the games, he like throws like five interceptions a game. Uh, guy, hits guys, defenders right in the face, right in the hands. He's not a good quarterback. When things are going well, the team works great. But man, they are not a come from behind team. I'm, I'm actually, it's going to be tough because my, I raised my kids to be Dolphins fans and now they're both huge Dolphins fans. And this week it's the Bills versus the Dolphins. And John Hickey, I'm going to go out with him. I'm going to invite a couple other people out, like some random place, to bring my kids out with me. And watch this Dolphins versus Bills game, and it's going to be a, a nightmare because there's either avid Bills, or rabid Bills fans, or rabid Dolphins fans who are going to be on both sides of me, and I'm kind of converting into a Josh Allen. You see behind me, I have my favorite players of all time.
1: About that,
0: the only reason that I have that been a Dolphins fan my whole life is because number thirteen, Dan Marino. He's gone. I don't like the management. I don't like the the, the, the chemistry of the team right now. I mean, I like, I
1: don't like the coach. The coach is good
0: though. Yeah, the coach is good. It's just Tua just rubbed me the wrong just Man, I just wish they had a
2: – I mean, you could all say the same thing his players. I mean, he's not. it's not Mahomes. It's not the Chiefs. They don't have 40 drops this year or whatever. But uh, last week, Tyreek dropped one in the end zone, hit him straight in the hands, wide open on that slant. That was Tyreek's ninth or tenth drop of the year. I mean, yeah, Tua's had a couple defenders drop interceptions, but that's why they play defense, right, because they can't catch. That's the that's old right. adage. I mean, all QBs could say that. I, I don't think Tua's ever going to be a, a, a top five. QB but you guys the guy's got multiple games where he's put up over 50 almost 60 points and yeah a lot of that's Tyreek and Waddle but at the very least Waddle's not going anywhere with McDaniel there I'm sure they'll keep building similar type offenses I mean Mostert and and Wilson were I mean not necessarily nobodies before uh, Miami they both kind of had some you know good seasons good stretches here and there before that but that's just kind of the way they put that team together there I think uh you know, I don't think you could necessarily put Tua on, you know, the Bears or, or you know, the Panthers and he'd look like a good QB. But in that situation, you know, keep building a team around them like that. I think he's a, a you know, top 10, 12, maybe 15 QB for right. however long. He, he <laughs> had such
0: good stats earlier on because this year he improved on on taking the three-step drops and just. Launching the ball and hitting Tyreek downhill and getting eighty-five yard touchdowns, or you know things like that, or little slants to wild across the middle when it was a, when it was zone coverage, he hit yeah. in the zone and would make oh, things happen. There was nothing that that Tua was seeing this awesome, you know, reading defenses or making things happen. He just has these elite talents around him that made him look special. And I mean, now you can see without it, with, a, with a hamper Tyreek Hill and the Jamar Chase is getting beat up and the running game getting stuffed because they don't have to triple cover Tyreek Hill now. You can kind of see like what's going on with when you, it's a true cause of a quarterback, look at, I, I like the bills now because I consider like Josh Allen, like pretty much Dan Marino with, with running ability. Now I see like the guy's mm-hmm. got a cannon. He's hitting guys all over the field. Again, he doesn't have much to work with. He's got Kincaid who's been hurt half the season. Dawson Knox is more of a blocking tight end. And Stefan Diggs, you know, yeah, he, 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 he's a really good receiver, but he can't be the only guy on the team, you know? So Yeah. But
1: Allen can have his <laughs> Brett Favre moments where, He could just be winging that ball to anybody. It doesn't matter what jersey they're wearing. So I'm surprised you're so down on Tua. Uh,
0: Yeah, it is what it is. But (laughs) anyway, where's the mute button at?
1: (laughs) I feel like they're very similar, especially for fantasy. Like,
0: either one of them can blow up. Yeah, no. I I, 100% I I get the – I know Josh Allen has his flaws too. I get that hundred percent, and I, I do see that. But as much as he's improved since day one to where he is right now, I mean, it's it's. I mean, he'd never start. Dan Marino threw forty eight touchdowns and five thousand yards in his second season. You know, it's pretty much a rookie season as far as that goes because he didn't play much his first season. But man, he was a electric from the get go. So Josh Allen to where he's at now, and Josh Allen can learn how to not get hurt so much or not run the ball so much, slide a little bit more instead of running. But that's who he is. He may not be here for a long time, but he's here for a good time. And I'm enjoying it. You know, I love Josh. I love watching the, the, the good quarterback. So, uh, all right. So who are some targets like buys and sells you guys have for next year for your team? Like if there's a name or like a couple names or some early guy or some young players that are kind of under the radar right now. Anybody that you could think of right now, Brian, where I start with you. Kind of uh, just some dudes who you may think of like, man, I'd love to have this guy on my team or, you know, I mean, we're all in the same league together. So I, this yeah. is kind of what it was like. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, well, so,
2: so the, the first thing I'll throw out because it kind of ties into exactly what we were just talking about. I already have him on my team, so you know, you guys can't try to undermine me here. But Noah Fant, uh, you know, I I think we've talked. To, I I went to Iowa. I'm a huge Iowa fan, so I got a little bit of a homerism going here. Um, but I mean, everybody, you know, it's it's not a hot take to say Iowa tight ends are you know tearing up the NFL right now, right? If you go back to that 2019 draft, obviously Hawkinson's uh, been a beast and he's been great in the the NFL, but uh, Fant actually had the better athletic profile, not necessarily, you know, just as a tight end, but just as an athletic freak. Um, And you look at the guys who kind of have that, you know, breakout late as a tight end, Fant's still just 25, and he's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. You know, I say it ties back. If Noah Fant goes to Miami and he's the Dolphins' tight end next year, you add – how athletic of a freak, you know, his, his 40 time was, you know, insane too. you throw it up there with those
0: guys. What, what are you raising your hand? Yeah, is the biggest freak in the world and he couldn't do anything on that team. <laughs> they only throw at two people.
2: You're, you're not wrong, but yeah, I mean, but again, you know how, how much longer, I mean, Waddle literally left. I, I'd love to see the stat cause it sure feels like it. It feels like Waddle left every single game this year with an injury during the game and then came back later. Uh, but he's yeah, in and out. Yeah. I mean, Tyreek with his ankle the last couple weeks, uh, he's been in and out of games, you know, uh, and it doesn't have to be the Dolphins. It's just a good example. But I think you put Noah Fant on, on a team that uses the tight end and can use him what he is. I think he could
0: definitely be somebody who breaks out. Your Noah Fant is my Albert O., and my Tommy Tremble. Those are two guys that I absolutely love. And Tommy Tremble, unfortunately, is just a blocker. Oh, like, Tremble's
2: a blocker, but Albert, though, kind of has a similar profile. Another
0: yeah. guy who's just, you know, fantastic. I know he's not Noah Fantastic, but he's really good, really athletic. He had a pretty <laughs> decent college profile, just I, yeah. just athletic as hell. Sean, anybody you could think of that, you know, on your like, below-the-radar kind of guys that man, I think this guy could be a league winner in a year or two if he pans out or anything. Any, anybody like that you could think of?
1: Yeah, I don't know if uh, he's or below the radar, but uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Is it Taji Spears?
0: Taji, I, yeah, first yeah. Name.
1: I mean, that, and that's partly because I have Derrick Henry, but uh, I, I would like to to grab him or I like uh, that receiver Michael Wilson on uh, Arizona, especially mm-hmm. if uh, Hollywood Brown, I think his
0: contract's up. Um, I know more, all them guys are, yeah, could be moving on. I,
1: and it all depends on the draft if they end up getting uh Marvin Harrison Jr. or not, then it doesn't matter. But uh I think Wilson's got a good chance over there in Arizona.
0: Yeah, I bought Michael Wilson a lot of lot of teams also. I, I'm a huge my I'm a I shouldn't say a huge Michael Wilson fan, but I'm a big Michael Wilson believer. So I, I like that I like that suggestion also. I, I think uh he might even be on my team in, in the league you're talking about. You're you're not getting him. So Yeah, I think
1: <laughs> 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 I probably already tried.
0: Yeah, but uh, but uh, you know that's um, we're coming up on an hour here, guys. So I was gonna kind of go through my team a little bit, but I, uh, you know, I don't know. It's <clears throat> one of those deals where, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know. I, I've been sick last couple of days. I don't know where it came from. But
1: if you're gonna bring up your team in Bavaro League, you should give Brian a little backstory on how you were basically undefeated, and you know, like you were sort of doing what we did where. You know, you were going for it. You had a mix of, like, older guys. And then I think you lost – I think all three of us lost the same week. Uh, our undefeated –
2: 14, the final week of the regular season.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: but you, my- had, you didn't have as much luck as we did in the playoffs, unfortunately.
0: No, I didn't. I. You know what? I'm going to just run through it real fast just because I, my quarterbacks are Dak Prescott, Trevor Lawrence, Sam Howell, Mason Rudolph, Ryan Tannehill. The running backs were Swift – Mixon, Derek Henry, Ramadre Stevenson who got hurt, Jerome Ford who I love, Gibson who just I, that offense I can't wait for him to go somewhere else next year. Kenny Gainwell is another one of my like I know he's never going to be like a three down stud back but I, he's going to flower into a just receiving in, in, a, in a good like change of pace back somewhere. Michael Carter the same way I love him. Israel Abanacanda I was braving on him since the draft people say he can't catch and he's no but I think he's going to give a good a chance next year Bam Knight, Simon Knight, another one of my uh under the radar guys. Julius Chestnut, he's as big as Derrick Henry and he, uh, he's a stud, but he's hurt all the time. Zach Evans, uh yeah. I think he may be a uh lost cause, but you know, yeah. I'll keep for one more year. Running backs, I, I don't care. I'll, I'll keep a roster space for anybody that could could possibly happen. Eno Benjamin, he's on my RR, so I'll keep him there until I need to make roster cuts, which are gonna end up be inevitable soon. But I, I'm a big Eno Benjamin fan. Uh you know, a powerful guy. Can catch the ball a little bit, but definitely under the radar. Wide receivers: C. Lamb, A.J. Brown, Devontae Adams. Well, Devontae Adams, if he goes with uh, to the Jets next year and yeah. plays with yeah. with uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know he could re- probably rekindle or re- start the fire. Every team I have has D.J. Moore and Chris Godwin on it, as everybody knows. <laughs> J- Jaden Reed, Noah Brown, uh, Marvin Mims, who did not have a good rookie season, but I still believe in him. Elijah Moore, who showed flash again this year, until unfortunately he got hurt. Uh, Michael Wilson, that guy, somebody else, just talked about a minute ago, is on this team. Bryce Ford, Wheaton, Devin Duvernay, uh, Brandon Johnson, who I just picked up later in the season as a uh, possible trade candidate for a playoff team, uh, for a Bronco in the Bronco, who had who had Cortland Sutton, who got hurt, and um, uh, they had a couple injuries on a team. So uh, Jason Brownlee, another guy, I just tried to pick up last minute to try and trade away, but hey, I Sam Laporta, TJ Hockenson, Darren Waller, Brevin Jordan, and Mike Osecki is my tight ends here. So. I had this team was pretty pretty stacked, man. I was pretty happy with this team. I was I was kind of feeling like the infinity belt, like I had all the stones, all the uh, the quarterback stone, the running back stone, the wide receiver stone, the tight end stone, and then all of a sudden, bam! I get the second week in the playoffs, and Trevor Lawrence gets hurt, and uh, uh, Hockinson gets hurt, and uh, you know everybody everybody on my team all of a sudden has Derek Henry had like four yards on like eighteen carries, like everybody just kind of. Without Stevenson on the team doing what he does. And and um, I think it was one of those things where A.J. Brown had a bad week. Devontae Adams, again, had like three points, I think, that week, too. <clears throat> it was just a terrible, terrible situation. And of course, this week, I'm out of the playoffs and going for the third place game, and I scored 307 points, you know. And it's like, Shh, you got to be kidding me, you know.
1: Yeah, I, f- I felt bad for you in that league, John, because you and I, I think, are the, you know, two of the biggest traders in that league. And I was rebuilding, so I wasn't giving you any of my young up-and-coming guys. And yeah. what you needed were, you know, guys in the in the mix there. And there just wasn't enough, like, I don't think people to trade with there.
0: So a team like that, when you guys see a team like this, it looks like it's, you know, I mean, I don't have – I have a third-round pick. I think I have your third-round pick, which is like a 302 or 303 in that league. Um And I don't have a first or a second. But I think I have enough talent to, like, kind of run it back a little bit. Uh, probably a lot of it anyway. What would you guys suggest to a team like that? What would you do if you weren't uh, an owner like that, kind of uh, said, like, what would you do? Um, Sean, what, what do you think I should do with that team? I think you're
1: good. I mean, you're right uh, about the Infinity Stone reference. Um, you got some stud quarterbacks, uh, good running backs, the stud receivers, and you've got uh, stud tight ends with some depth. Like, I'm, I think you just need to do some tweaking. I don't think you need to do anything major, but it all depends on... You know, if other players move next year, some situations change. But I think you're looking good.
0: Yeah, I'm going to try and trade some people during the draft. You know, maybe some guys who are okay, you know, maybe try to get some draft picks. Some players who I have hunches about, you know, maybe in the second, third round, maybe even later in the draft, if I can make, you know, a, a third and a fourth round pick for somebody that I don't really believe in that somebody else maybe believes in or, had you know, wants them on their team or is a Phil Phillies fan or a Cowboys fan or whatever. Who just wants those guys, you know, try and do what? Do it, try and scratch and claw and do everything I possibly can to survive. You know, that's what I, Brian, what do you think about that team?
2: I agree. I think the big thing is going to be your running backs. I think basically all those guys are question marks. uh, You know, is is Swift, you know, what does his role look like with Philly next year? If he's even with Philly next year, right? You know, same thing with Mixon, uh, Derek Henry, all those guys, you know, they, they, they could be your RB ones again next year, or you know they could be you know sitting at the the one B on a committee on a different team next year. Um, Stevenson, you never know <laughs> with the, who knows what the Patriots will look like next year. Um, Jerome Ford, I'm actually higher on than most people. Um, you know, I I think he's still going to have a very big role next year. I think Chubb comes back, but you look at any running back outside of Adrian Peterson coming back from an injury like that you know it takes them the full season to come back we've seen it with guys even even younger than Chubb with a lot less miles the past couple years that when they try to come back you know if they're not re-injuring themselves they just don't look the same so Gibson again you know where's he going to be next year I I I think that's the the big question mark for this team is what are your running backs going to look like going into next season and I think that'll kind of give you a a good idea what the season will look like but just with the rest of the team again, the depth and the talent you have at QB, wide receiver, and tight end, you, you should absolutely be able to run this team back
0: next year. Yeah, that, unfortunately, that that all, all four sides of the base of my house, three of the four are pretty stacked, and I got that running back situation. That's you know, if that if that collapses, I'm in big trouble because that's uh, there are a lot of older guys too, like the last year to contract. You yeah. know, new coaches coming in, new team possibly end of contract, yeah. and it's going to be like, man, if those guys don't pan out. I'm gonna to have to just kind of get rid of everything because a lot of my receivers are not young bucks either. You know, you know, it's it's one of those things where I'm gonna to have to make a lot of moves I don't want to make to make this team, you know, play, and I'll have to rebuild. And I found out lately that that rebuilding is actually pretty fun, man. I was never a rebuild guy; I was always kind of a win now, win now, win now. But Brian, it must have been awesome the last couple of years kind of rebuilding this team from scratch and being where it's, you're at it right now.
2: One, yeah, when you don't, I mean, it kind of, again, you talked about, like, the pressure, like, was there more pressure to win the first one? Like, there's no pressure when you're rebuilding. Nobody cares. You you don't have to worry about roster construction. You don't have to worry about winning. You know, you can make trades that, you know, look ridiculous. And then, you know, some of them, uh, no one wants to hear John roster bait. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, you, you can make trades where you're giving up. You know, I made trades, I think, where I was giving up like seven or eight players and picks combined for like one guy. And then, you know, I'm picking up six, seven more players off the waiver wire just to have 25. But you can't do that when you're competing. You know, so it, it's it's a lot of fun to, to especially for somebody who likes trading like we all do. Now, if you're not a big trader, maybe you're just sitting there. Your team's never going to change. But if you like trading, rebuilding's a lot of fun.
0: Joe says, no one wants to hear John Ross debate. Why did you talk him into this?
1: (laughs) Going back to what you were saying about your running backs, John, I mean, I think that's a good problem to have, or at least give you something to work on. Like, I think you were being hard on your receivers. You got C.D. Lamb and, you know, some of the other guys are maybe mid-20s or getting around 27, but they're not that old. Um, Having that running back challenge, at least you got something to work on because you have idle hands and uh you'd be screwing up your team if you didn't have something to fix.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's um it's gonna be a challenge anyway. It's gonna be fun, but I just don't want you know, the injuries are could happen to young kids, could happen to older guys. And I used to be a, a guy as soon as receiver hits 26, 27, maybe twenty-eight, I'm out. But I'm starting to be in on guys like thirty year old, thirty one year old Devontae Adams and you know, guys like not not like Cooper Cupps, I guess, you know, like I just kind of see him going downhill a little bit now.
2: But I mean you've been shopping Godwin in our league all year long.
0: <laughs> I don't know how many offers you sent me trying to dump Godwin off on me.
1: I'm in with him, Brian. He's doing the same thing.
0: I and I think that's gonna be a huge mistake because I think he might he may I'm not sure if Mayfield is gonna come back next year or Godwin just signed a four-year contract, so he's not going anywhere for a couple years. But uh, you know, if Mayfield comes back.
2: Yeah, Evans could be, Evans could be gone. Evans could
0: be gone. Yeah. So, I mean, he could be, and, and, and it's, if they bring in you some, you know, they have a couple young, you know, fast guys for the outside. If they can keep Godwin at the slot and not get killed. I mean, he could be something. He's only 27 and I I, I'm keeping guys till 29, 30, 31. Now I don't really care. I'm not going to just try and get rid of guys because I'm afraid of their age anymore. Those days have gone. I've kind of learned from my mistakes. Trading with Paul, and, you know, getting rid of Stefan Diggs at 27 and getting rid of Joe Mixon at 25. So I thought maybe he was going to be too old and trading him for peanuts on the dollar because of it. Like, no, I'm going to keep my guys now for a while and, and you know, see how it goes until I, until I absolutely have to. And I realize the ship is sinking and then you know, all the rats are jumping off. Then it's then it's time to sell. But until then, I'm going down with the ship now, you know. So, all right. Well, guys, uh thanks for joining on. The, thanks for jumping on the commission evaluation show this week. I really appreciate it. It's nice to have uh, some guys on here that I can laugh with and, you know, laugh about Joe's comments, you know, how bad I am <laughs> and how bad I roster bait. But I love roster baiting my own team, and I think everybody loves to do that. But
1: knows that, yeah.
0: So where can everybody – Sean, where can everybody find you at? you do anything on, like, Instagram or Twitter or anything like that, any kind of anything, or just kind of just enjoy, you know, doing – nothing wrong with just enjoying fans' football either, man. Like, tell me about yourself, like, where everybody can find you at on anything, any of your social medias.
1: Uh, yeah I'm on Instagram but I'm not giving that out. Um <laughs> I'm not as uh as uh, social media savvy as you are. Um I don't even remember what my Twitter name is, isn't it like not John McLinn or something? Not John
0: McLinn, yes. Yes, that's <laughs> correct.
1: Check Twitter. Uh it's just too annoying to me. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm just focused on uh Dynasty and that's it.
0: Sean's got a great job where he can travel. What do you do for a living, Sean? You're the
1: I work at this, uh, art conservation company that, uh, if there's any natural disasters around the country, we get sent out to, uh, we're tied in with insurance companies and we get sent out to rescue their artwork and antiques. So, uh, just this past year, I've been to Hawaii and Florida and like a couple other, you know, decent States, uh, and it's, uh, it's a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. We all have a running list with a map in our warehouse on uh, all the states we've ever been to. And we're all like up in the 40s, uh, getting close to checking them all off. So it's
0: it's a pretty fun place. Yeah, I've only been to 43 states. I think you've got me beat now, Sean. For a while, I kind of had you by a couple states, I think. Now <laughs> now you got me. you got Hawaii and a couple really other ones up. under your belt. We,
1: we might actually be tied. I think I'm right around there. I really
0: need the New England area. I need
1: like five or six up there.
0: It's a great time up there. I would just go on vacation, man. It's an awesome time to see those awesome place. So, Brian, what about you? Where are you at? I noticed you're not a big Twitter guy either. You couldn't even find your Twitter handle. You couldn't even find your even Twitter account. No,
2: I had the Twitter until you told me that you send the invite to this to my Twitter. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, no, I'm not a big socials or anything. No Twitter, no Instagram. I have a Facebook and Snapchat, I think. But, uh, um, yeah. So, I, I mostly just do this as a hobby. Um, but not gonna find me anywhere.
0: I'm on Twitter and nobody follows me anyway, so that's cool. <laughs> that's, that's, that's awesome. I have a good time putting out content. Nobody like re- likes or retweets. It's all fun. It's all fun and games. <laughs> I like everybody else's stuff, so retweet my shit once in a while. But uh, it's yeah. all good times. John Glenn 75 on, on X. They call it now on X, not Twitter anymore. And uh, the commissioner evaluation a YouTube page. Follow that as well as Fan Uh Fan is a great site. My, my fantasy hockey league is on Fantrax. Have a great time every day setting my lineup. It's a, the, my favorite buffer in the world when hockey season comes around. Fantasy football is over with, so uh, Nick is the content creator on uh, on Fantrax. He runs the the content department for fantasy football for Fantrax. So and he's uh, has me on here as um, I, as a, a worker and so it's pretty nice, man. It's pretty nice being on a fan So I think the baseball
2: you guys. league on Fantrax it's it's a great platform.
0: Cool, awesome. Yeah. Uh, All right, guys, thank you very much for watching, and uh, we are out. Thanks for having me, mate.